Well, hello everybody. This is Hal. And this is Melanie. And we want to welcome you to another episode of Making Biblical Family Life Practical. Welcome to February, dear. We are in February. That's uh, That was supposed to be the cruelest month, wasn't it? I don't know. January and February are both bad. And my, you know, we have fun times during those times, but oh, the gray, sloppy days. And we're not in an especially cold climate. I mean, we do have sunlight sometimes. I know. I just, but, you know, I think, well, cabin fever is a thing. It's a real thing. And it's what we're going to talk to talk about today, folks. What do you do when everybody's ill as a hornet and you're losing it and you feel trapped and you just want to get out of Dodge? Well, okay. So, and that's, you know, that's very reasonable. And that's this time of year, you know, and that, that is, yeah. Okay. We are in the, we're in the cold, dark winter months and whether your cold is our friends in Phoenix who are shivering at, at 68 degrees or our friends in Montana who come out and say, oh, it's up to 30. Let's, uh, let's go get out the, the grill. You know? Oh, I know, right? Still, it, it's cold wherever you are, unless you're in the Southern Hemisphere, and that's a different story. But, um, <laughs> yeah, okay, so. Hello, Aussies. <laughs> yes, hello, all our Australian friends. We do. We love you. So, um, well, I guess, all right, well, how, what do we do with that? I mean, you said the word right there. This is a real thing. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it's a real thing that affects different people differently, Hal. And the term is what? SADS. SADS, which is... Seasonal, seasonal. Affective Disorder Syndrome or something like that. Something of that nature. SAD. Yeah. But the point yeah, being yeah. that there are people who are really who really have an, a reaction to short dark days me yeah you, you're my oh, little I tropical so plant droopy when it's turning dark at five the uh-huh. worst mm-hmm. was when we lived right across the line into the another time zone do you remember that yes when we i lived was in panama city when Florida. i was in the air force i was stationed at tyndall air force base which is just east of panama city florida and it literally butted up against the the line between eastern and central time zones which meant was that was the most extreme edge of the central time which means you know how it's getting dark at five o'clock it got dark at four it was horrible i remember that very well because i worked in a i worked in a secure building that didn't have windows and so i'd go in in the morning and maybe I took my lunch with me and didn't go out of the building again until afternoon. Well, we got off work at 4.30, and I'd come out, and it's already dark. It's already dark, and I'm thinking, what is this? You know, and this is in Florida, where you've got fairly long days year-round, but, but um, yeah, it was, well, of course, now on the other side, uh, when the sun popped up over the horizon at 5 in the morning during the <laughs> summer, that was a little tough, too. But True that. But at any rate, the, um, yeah, so... So yeah, that is that's a real thing. That is a real diagnostic, medical, psychological, emotional sort of thing, isn't it? That's seasonal affective disorder. Yeah, it, it's true, and it's true that and you know beyond being having a disorder, you need to go to the doctor for. I think it affects a ton of people, and there's some pretty simple things you can do to help. I, you know what? Um, your uncle is from Sweden. He's yes. Swedish, and he's told us some stories. Well, one of the stories he told was when he came from Sweden, he moved to the United States and lived in Indiana for an Indiana winter. He said, oh, this is worse than anything we ever saw in Sweden because it's damp. It's cold and damp, not just 
cold and fluffy and dry like you know, I, Scandinavia. I, but I remember, what did he say? I remember him talking about, though, you know, they're much closer to the Arctic Circle than we are. Right. And I remember him talking about how there would be, the days would be extremely short, like we can't even imagine. Right. And he said that suicides and mental disorders greatly increased during winter. And so it was just a thing that everybody filled their houses with plants mm-hmm. and lights and got special lights that would put out the same kind of wavelengths that sunlight did uh-huh. because they needed that just to stay sane. Yeah. And you know what else? This, this, this is a little weird, but I think it's my Celtic blood. I, I do better in the winter if I'm taking fish oil. Oh, say It's like omega-3 fatty acids are part of my genetic need. <laughs> That if I were if I were back home in in the the islands of Scotland, then uh, you know we'd be eating lots of oily fish all the time. That's that's what your diet would but be. But but as long as salmon is eight to ten dollars a pound, I think we'll have to stick to fish oil. Okay, so but all right, so I guess maybe that maybe the first point we would make on that is just that that if you feel blue during the winter, that's that's real. That's nothing to be ashamed of. That's a real thing that you can't really... It's not just a matter of toughing it out. Right. And and so when we're grumpy or droopy, and so are our kids, mm-hmm. it might be a physical thing. Okay. You know, it might be caused by a physical thing that affects the mental and the emotional. You know, it might be caused by that lack of light. And so what can you do? You can take fish oil. Yes. You can increase the light in your house. You know... You remember, was it last year? I think it was last year we did this. Yeah. So I, I strung up some um, fairy lights. We had a bunch of them left over from one of our kids' weddings. Uh-huh. And I strung some up around the ceiling for our caroling party. Just to be festive. And it made the whole room feel so much better. We never took well, them down. Well, okay, a bit of explanation. We live on a, a lot in a, you know... It's a little neighborhood in town, and it's surrounded by by uh, pine trees, and so you know, the only time we get sunlight in the front room of the house is in the afternoon as the sun is going down. It just doesn't. It's a very shady lot, and so uh, to make things even better, this this is one of those um, stylish rooms that doesn't have a light in the middle of the ceiling. That everything is plugged in around the walls, and so. You know, even though we've got lamps on every table and we've got lamps all over the place, it's always been a kind of a a subdued sort of room. And then we put up those, those what, three or four strings of those little white lights, and it's made all the difference in the world. It's made a huge difference. The room just feels so much more cheerful, and the fairy lights have been replaced by Edison bulbs, which are even better. They're even brighter. Yes. And it's, I love it. I love it. And you know, we've just taken some, made some efforts to cheer up the room that we spend most of our time in, that we do school in, that we have family time in. We've got these Edison bulbs strung up around the ceiling, and like what we did last January, we did it again this January. Yeah. The, the kids cut out um, giant snowflakes, like eight inches. Yeah. And we hung snowflakes from the ceiling too. Well, I remember. Yeah, we did that for just for decorations last year, and it was so it looked so cheerful. We just left it up. Well, and, cheerful and so, makes a difference in January. Cheerful, you know, cheerful. Is, and, and that's, here's another thought, you know. Um, they, they talk about people who are born to greatness and some people have greatness thrust upon them. You know, <laughs> we, we were blessed and have been blessed to have a large family 
in an average size house. And so we've had to say, you know what, this house is not meant to to be staging point for Architectural Digest. This is a home where we are raising a flock of children and running a ministry and we've got an, a residential Christian school in a caring home-like environment. And so, you know, this house is, is, is used and that means, you know what, if we want to string up some Christmas lights in the living room and it works. We can do it. We can do it. And there's no shame to it and there's nothing to apologize for and it's, it's wonderful. Actually, it looks awesome. It does. And so, you know, and so that's it. That's a practical thing. Uh, the house plants are great. I, I remember when I was in college, my mother sent me back to school with a, I think it was a Boston fern, you know, just one of those generic kind of ferns everybody right. has in a big pot. And I hung it up underneath my, I had my bed lofted, so my desk and everything was underneath my bed. And I remember hanging it up underneath my bed and it like changed the room. Mm-hmm. Now, Nowadays, I can't keep a plant alive. You know, we we eat plants and we look at them through the window, but you know, we're not real good keeping them going inside. But I, I'm that, really but it does good help. at feeding, watering things that complain. Plants yeah. don't complain. Well, not loudly enough for me to hear it. I but told, you know what? I've got mm-hmm. two that have made it through the winter. That's true. That's true. That, that little succulent. Yet. That little succulent is good. Yes. That's right. So, and you know what? replacing them every so often is probably a worthwhile investment it is and so okay so those are a couple of things all right we said you can change your diet make it a little better for your emotional stability you can improve your lighting by whatever means suits you um some house plants around it's nice okay any other ideas environmental dietary um emotional support and that kind Vitamin of thing you can you can oh. take and give your kids vitamin D three. You want D three? That's a natural one. I had you know what one of our sons got the opportunity of a lifetime. He was able to go abroad and study at Oxford University for a year. But he's like his mother, and the daylight really affects him. And we were wondering how's he going to handle um, rainy old England. Well, he got there and it got pretty blue. And we when we sent him a care package, we sent him a bottle of vitamin D capsules. And he said one day he just got so desperate he took he took one just to try it out. And he said it felt like a little sunbeam was following me around that day. And he became a believer in vitamin D. You know, it does make a difference, particularly if you're low on it. It really does. So okay. vitamin D, fish oil, all, all those environmental things. There's also some spiritual stuff. You know, we need to be sure that we're spending time in the Word every mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. and that we're bringing the Word to our kids every day. Mm-hmm. Because we shouldn't be surprised when we have awful stinky attitudes to find out that we haven't been spending the time getting our attitudes right in the first place wow yeah okay that that is uh that's real who can argue with that well it makes a difference to us and to the kids i've seen it Mm -hmm. i've seen it and so you know make sure we're spending time in the word and that we remember why we're doing what we're doing like what well, what, the, what, are we, what are we doing that you're remembering? Well, like homeschooling. Okay. I remind myself I'm doing this to disciple my kids, to build relationship with them, to prepare them for life, that this isn't a waste of time, and it's not an interruption, and it's not just another chore, but it's an important thing that I'm doing. And the fact that you have this daily responsibility does mean that you can't just wrap yourself up in a, in a warm cocoon and... and uh, and, and snooze or watch Netflix or something until the school bus comes home. You you, you do have to get up and, and get active and do things. It's and pretty tempting. It, well, it, it is. 
it is, and yet, you know what? That's that's a very good point to say. Why are we, why are we doing? Why have we taken on these tasks? Because they're not something you could just drop. You know, yeah. it's not something that you turn on and off. It's something that hey, we need to do this, and we're going to have to keep doing it until at least we reach some milestone. And um, and yeah, and and it's good to have a reason to get up. It's good to have something to look forward to each day. So, so and, and yeah. I think we have to remember that. The Lord loves us, and He sees us, and He understands us, and He knows what we need, and He's going to give us the grace to make it through what He wants us to do. And the seasons, the changes in the seasons are part of God's gracious design, and it's part of His covenantal promise. You know, when when the nation, well, the world was recovering from the flood, when God said that, you know, seed time and harvest are not going to go away until we... Uh, until the conclusion of all things, you know, that God has, God has ordained that we have the seasons of the year, we have the changes of the temperature, we have the changes in the light. That's something that happens here. And, um, you know, I, I sure had, makes you appreciate spring. Well, it does, that's for sure. But, you know, I was thinking, um, I was just listening to the radio this morning, or this afternoon, rather, and heard the announcement that Rush Limbaugh, the radio host, has has been diagnosed with um, a, an advanced stage of lung cancer. I didn't hear all the details. And it kind of brought me back to thinking about my own experience when I got the same diagnosis. In fact, it was kind of it was kind of ironic that I was hearing this because I just had a an appointment with one of my specialists that's kind of following up after the the treatment from years ago, there's still some, some residual issues that, that they deal with. And so I was coming back from an appointment, which was right next door to the cancer center where I got my treatment and everything. And I was just remembering that when we got that diagnosis and it sort of made everything pause for a bit while we caught our breath and thought, what does this mean? That a friend of ours sent over John Piper's um, article that he had written when he had cancer really encouraging people to consider that God has ordained all the things that come into our life for the purpose of building up his kingdom and to bless his people. Yes. And so even, you know, if you can look at cancer and say, there must be a purpose to this. It's not just a terrible accident or tragedy. There's a reason that God has brought this into my life. Surely we can look out the window and say, well, it is gray and it is dark and this is not my favorite time of year, but God has a purpose. Yes. And God will bring good out of it. And yes. it, how we respond to it is going to have a lot of effect on that. You know, but I know right now people are thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, the problem isn't me. Well, yeah, probably is at least partially us. The problem uh-huh. is the kids. What do I do about the kids? So let's talk about the kids next. Okay. Okay, so we're talking about cabin fever. We're talking about the winter doldrums, the February blues. We're talking about this time of year, which um, the bluebird of happiness has flown south and it is not twittering on our windowsill. Although, you know what? We have cardinals year-round. Yes, and there's a little cardinal that lands on our windowsill and peeks in at us when we're doing school just about every day. Love the cardinals. Yes. That there's something about them. But, but... Maybe you're in the maybe you're in the migratory <laughs> neighborhood and you don't see birds this time of year. Okay, what do you do with that little flock that's clustered around your ankles? How, how do you handle it when your kids 
are climbing the walls or huddled up under a blanket or they've got the the blues or the snits or whatever it takes in your house how do you manage that well i think first you do the same things you do for yourself you increase the light in the house Mm -hmm. you put everybody on fish oil and vitamin d Mm -hmm. you make sure you're having devotions but beyond that i think it helps a lot to change things up to say okay Uh well today we're going to have a movie day and pop popcorn and have fun or we're going to do some hand... They don't do that in the school system, do yeah, they? Yeah, they do all day. No, they don't yes. have popcorn. They, well, sometimes they have other things. <laughs> but... but anyway, or have a day mm-hmm. that you work on projects, that you do some um, do some of that hands-on stuff you've been putting off because you don't like the mess. Oh, like get out the glitter and the finger paint? <laughs> you know, or the or... Play-Doh, or make a paper mache helmet... Or build a ship, or do a Lego model of a battle, or something. Yeah. Oh gosh, all of those things. All those, those are, things that you know we don't do often enough because well we're lazy. Yeah, and and honestly, things like glitter. I, th- I think glitter should be a controlled substance that should only be used like it horrifies away me. from our shores. It, it should be exported. Me. But at any rate, yeah. But but changing. By the way, side up, note on that. Yeah. You know what? Go to the dollar store, and you can get these big, cheap plastic tablecloths in the party section at the dollar stores and just throw the one, just, just, just carpet your house with plastic and do this stuff. That was a life changer for me to realize for a dollar, I could get one of these, those giant thin plastic tablecloths, put it in the floor, put some Play-Doh in the middle of it and mm-hmm. set a child there. And when we were done, gather up the four corners and throw it all in the garbage. Yeah. That was a, that was a game changer. It was amazing. <coughs> and so, excuse me. Yes. So, I hope you're not getting sick. A lot of people around here are getting the flu. I hope. Yeah, having been to visit the the hospital, give me some of those vitamin D. Yeah, I'm yeah, serious. Here, take the, some elderberry. With the, yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. Anyway. By the way, those work. They you know, really we're do. Not, we're not into everybody's grandmother's home remedy, but the elderberry stuff really does seem to have an effect. It does. So changing things up can change people's attitudes and can restore their love of learning. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing you can do is take a break. You know what? Like don't like don't do anything structured at all. Right. Take a day off. Take a week off. Mm-hmm. It's not going to kill anybody. Mm-hmm. And you can make it up as you go along, or you can go a little bit longer in the summer. But sometimes you just need a break. Get it. Take a break. Go. Take a mini vacation. To go to grandma's house. Um, you know there are there are parts of even in this country there are places in this country where they will get five to six feet of snow at a time. I'm thinking Donner Pass in California and places like that. And you know what? The term cabin fever really refers to people who open up the door and there's a wall of snow up to their eyeballs and say, hmm, I guess we're not going out today. That's really being true. But you know, a lot of times our cabin fever is an imaginary wall that we built for ourselves because it's cold and wet and snowy or, or just sloppy or something. But really and truly... We mentioned this on our social media recently, and people up in those northern climates where you've got to, you know, live with it or die, um, said, "You know what? We just bundled up and get out there anyway. It's yeah, it's wet and it's cold and it's and it's snowy and it's muddy and everything else." And we just said, "Well, we'll clean up when we come inside," because they, you know what, they realize there's a lot of value to getting outside and getting some fresh air. Oh yes. I feel like sometimes I sometimes when, when I'm sitting at my desk too long, I'm I'm like trapped in a puddle of my own carbon dioxide. 
Oh, I know. The other day I walked outside and, y'all, I'd been inside way too many days. Mm-hmm. And I walked outside and just the sun on my face was like, wow, that feels well, amazing. You know, even if there's no sun, there's just the, there's ultraviolet light that does make it through the clouds. And that makes a difference. Honest to goodness. It does. You know. What? Something else makes a difference is getting exercise. Mm-hmm. That's something we've been trying to do this winter is just move your body. Get your kids moving their bodies. Get mm-hmm. one of those miniature trampolines from a jump on. Do calisthenics. Um, years ago, we used to do the Royal Canadian Air Force Exercise Plan, you know. Yes, and you can find and, that. There's PDFs of it out there online if you just search for it. But, you know, getting out, just getting everybody moving and doing some exercise, run up and down the stairs, can change people's attitudes. I think, particularly if you've got a house full of little boys like we did a long time ago. Mm-hmm. They just get, they sit there stewing in their testosterone. And and it's almost like they're they're antsy. It doesn't take anything to set them off. They want to fight. They want to bicker. They want to poke I, at each other. I was trying to encourage one of the young fathers in our church has um, six kids. They're like seven and under. I think they've got five kids. But they're, you know, they sat in church like a little flight of angels. I don't know if you noticed. They didn't make a peep. They were all quiet. And they seemed very pleasant. But then as soon as church was over, they kind of unwound. <laughs> And the dad was trying to, you know, stop him from running, stop him from making too much noise. Stop. And I said, you know what? I, we trained ours to sit quiet during church, and they would do really well. But I just knew in the afternoon that energy had to go somewhere. It does. And so, and so, yeah, let them get out and, you know, wade through the snow. Let them, let them go throw slush balls at each other or something, you know? And, and challenge them to do more than just go out and run around uh-huh. like do you remember the time that we had an unusually big snow for our area we got like 10 inches one time for that that for us is a major blizzard. yeah and the kids built a miniature um a miniature igloo do you remember that, that yeah was they, fun. Took, they took a couple of those plastic shoe boxes and, and would pack them with snow and make big bricks and they yeah they made us you know a little bigger than a dog house but that boy we'd never done anything like that down here that was that was a a real thrill so yeah, go out. Say go out. Hey, build a um, build an igloo. Or if you get lots of snow, we visited a family up in Manitoba. Do they get snow? Oh, you betcha. And uh, they made um, they made snow tunnels in their yard. They would build like like tubes in the snow. And by tubes, I mean like you could almost stand up in them. Oh, and it was like three stories high. That was fascinating. It was that amazing. was incredible. Yeah. So yeah, go out and build something big with it if you got the snow to do it. Sure. And you know what? Something else you can do is say, hey, kids, here's a chance you can do two things. You can go out and bless your neighbors and make some money at the same time. So go out go out to those elderly folks down the street and ask, hey, would you like me to, to get the ice off your steps? You want me to, to shovel your, your walk or something? And again, we're not in the snow belt here, but let me tell you something. You get, a, uh, you get an inch or two of sleet or ice on the ground, and it, it might as well be a blizzard. I mean, and that's a real service. Our kids have gone out to, to the elderly and neighbors around the block here and just scraped off a, a pathway for them there. And, that, boy, they were thankful. And, you know, get out and make snow cream or snow joes. I remember my mom doing that when I was little, and it was such a happy memory. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, so let's, you know, get out and do that. That's easy. We've snow got joes a, are particularly easy. We got a couple of articles about this on our blog. We ought to link those from the show page. If you 
If you're listening on your podcast reader or whatever else, you can come to our show page. Just go to halandmelanie.com slash radio, and that'll take you to the top, and you can just click on this, and we'll have, we'll have some of our own favorite little things out there sure. about this season of the year. Okay? And mm-hmm. do not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap if you faint not. Because it is really easy. I was feeling that way this afternoon to just get fed up. <laughs> Did you have one of those afternoons? I really did. I, I'm sorry. You know, I just I felt fed up, like I'm just going to quit, because I had two children who both are old enough to know better, who were just <laughs> that says bicker, it right bicker, there. Bicker, 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 that bicker, says bicker. it right there. <laughs> okay. And you know, but don't grow weary in well doing. Keep up the good fight. Require them to do right. Call them out when they don't. Discipline them when you need to. Mm-hmm. And. Because as irritable as we all are, that's no excuse for sin. And you know what? The seasons are going to change. You're not stuck here forever. I mean, uh, I I remember there was a country song when I was growing up that said, if we make it through December. Well, I mean, if we can make it through the winter, we're going to make it through the winter. I mean, it's February now, uh, even in the colder parts of the country. And the few more months you know it's gonna it, it'll melt and you'll your snow will convert to mud i remember the year that we spoke in saskatchewan and we went for like two weeks and did not see the the color of the soil which oh, for yes. us was incredible that's shocking and i remember yes. coming back home we got to visit some friends outside of st louis and they'd had a little bit of a thaw and there were some brown patches in their yard and we said Look, 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 we can see the ground. Okay. It, it'll, it'll come. It, it'll come around. So um, let's see. If there's anything else we want to throw into this? Anything else we want to encourage? You know, I think, oh, another good thing to do is, is start an audio book. Yes. That you can listen to while you do chores. Uh-huh. That you can all cuddle up and listen to. That's, that's easier for me than reading aloud. I love to read aloud, but. Um, my voice gets tired, but you can listen to an audiobook for hours. Yes, and we have a bunch of those available that are really good. Um, yes, and what do you think? Is it is it a good idea or is it like a super bad idea to read something that's winter themed, like say Laura Ingalls, um, Laura Ingalls Wilder's book, The Long Winter? Oh, I is don't that know. something you want to read this time of year? Sure make you appreciate your own life, that's for sure. That's a possibility. Or I've just been reading, I just read Ernest Shackleton's book, South, talking about his expedition to the South Pole, which was a total disaster and nearly killed them all. And so it's like page after page after page after page of ice, 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 ice. Oh, let's eat a penguin. Ice, ice, ice. <laughs> oh, I'm getting gangrene. Ice, more ice. Gosh. That was kind of rough. Maybe you don't want to read that in February, but <laughs> my, you just might lose hope entirely. Hell, but uh, it it ended oh. well for Shackleton. And good news, it's supposed to be warm here this week. Okay, we don't we don't want to rub it in. I mean, we do have <laughs> listeners that are snowbound, literally. Yes, that is. So true. we don't need to tell them there's going to be 70 degrees here in North Carolina this week. I am so happy. I may, I'm I may spend that. the day out on the front porch. I I'm, I'm glad. I'd be glad if it's over now. It was so nice this afternoon, but. Well, I didn't get out this afternoon. But our work, well, you should do that. I should. We, we try that tomorrow. But you know what? Um, we get our biggest snowstorms in February here. 
January, February are our snowy months. So if it may be, it may be 70 degrees right now, but if you don't like the weather in North Carolina, just wait a little bit. It's going to change. Yes. So we may be, we may be up to our, up to our ankles in slush. Well, yeah, the biggest snowstorm I remember growing up was the first week of March. We were out of school like a whole week. That probably doesn't impress some of our listeners, but for us, that's very late. <laughs> no. One of my friends was, telling about, was talking about seeing storm, snowstorms in June and July up in northern Vermont. Yeah, which is why they live in North Carolina now. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, Yeah. I'm glad that there are people who enjoy living like that. That's right. And so... So um, anyway, folks, change it up. Change the environment. Change what you're doing. Keep your sense of humor. Remember who you are and why you're doing this. And mm-hmm. you know what? Keep on doing good. Yes. Keep at it. Um, if you would like to support our podcast, mm-hmm. go out to RaisingRealMen.com. Mm-hmm. Hit the shop. Scroll down to Support Raising Real Men. Mm-hmm. We would love for you to leave a review Yes. on any service that you listen to us or all of them. Mm-hmm. And let us know what you think. Give us ideas for other podcasts. Yes. You can find us anywhere on social media at Raising Roll Men. And if you live anywhere close to Nashville, Tennessee, you can find us there. We're going to be there for the Teach Them Diligently conference. That's at the end of this month, February 27, 28, 29. Yes. And we'll be in Nashville, Tennessee at the Gaylord Opryland, which is like Disney World for grown-ups. It's really cool. It's incredible. Yes. We're going to be speaking a lot, and we're Mm -hmm. going to have our biggest ever booth. And so all of our resources will be there. We'll see you there. It will be awesome. Yes. And we're also going to be coming up in the next few months. We're going to be doing a leadership conference for the uh, Home Education Association of Virginia. That's going to be in Williamsburg, March 13th and 14th. So if you're interested in that, if you're a homeschool leader, I'm sure that they would love to have you uh, register for that. They call it Leader Life, the Leader Life Conference. Then there's also going to be, we're going to be at Teach Them Diligently in Rogers, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. We're going to be at the Midwest Parent Educators Conference in Kansas City. We're also going to be at Teaching Parents Association in Wichita. Yes. Plus, Teach Them Diligently in Denver and Columbus, Ohio, and Athens, Georgia. Plus, we'll have... We'll have a booth at NCHE. The North Carolinians for Home Education Conference. And we're going to be in Oregon at Ocean. Mm-hmm. We're going to be all over the place. And yes. if you have a church or group that you would like for us to stop and speak at... We're going to be all over the country this year. Mm-hmm. We'd love to stop in between places and visit with you. Yep. Speak to your group. Go to howandmelanie.com for information about our speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and start the conversation. You may be surprised at what's possible. Yes. Okay. All right. So it looks like we're coming about the end of this, and we do appreciate you spending some time with us as we're trying to apply some biblical principles for practical use in the 21st century family. So until next time, I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. Thanks for listening. Bye, y'all. You've been listening to Making Biblical Family Life Practical with Hal and Melanie Young. If you found this program interesting, challenging, and encouraging, why not join us on the web at halandmelanie.com. That's H-A-L-A-N-D-M-E-L-A-N-I-E.com. Or follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook slash Hal and Melanie or Facebook.com slash Raising Real Men. This program is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Join us next week when we'll be back to talk about making biblical family life practical. Until then, thank you and God bless you for listening.